Check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. It's another edition of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Presented by... Pro Taper, Get, and Maxis all on board with us. 702-586-7857. Please give us a call if you can. Uh, I don't know if anybody can listen right now for sure, but we're working on getting it working. So uh, thanks again for uh, checking us out. We're going to have uh, Jason Thomas and Paul Parabinos on the show today to talk a little bit about uh, Dallas and what happened there and what's going on. And uh, also uh, look ahead to Detroit this weekend. Triple Crown. Yeah. Triple Crown, uh, what do you think about these things? You like them? You don't like them? I like the fact that all the mains are the same length now. I really think that that's a, that's a positive change. Uh, I, do, I do think that there's a probably needs to be a bit more time added in between the races uh, to, uh, to help the teams out as far as if there's a fire drill or something else like that. So, um, so 702-586-7857, please give us a call if you can. Uh, we're going to give away a F2 carbon helmet from the folks at Fly. Uh, some mountain bike tires from the folks at Maxis, if we can, and some Pro Taper uh, tie downs, all uh, ready to go, and uh, looking forward to a great show. Fly racing, please check them out on the web. Uh, Blake Baggett wearing their gear. Zach Osborne made his return with the uh, light hydrogen Rockstar stuff. Uh, they've got four or five different lines of gear. They got lots of um, separate colors and ways that you can dress yourself and flyracing.com mountain bike stuff as well watercraft all on board with the fly racing guys and we thank them for making it happen and also too we want to thank pro taper pro taper.com geico honda rockstar husky worldwide uh among the many teams jgr2 chad reed justin hill uh pro taper.com using um the crossbarless bar the original bar invented way back in 1991 seven eights bar Fusion Bar, all a part of the uh, folks at ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Also to Maxis, MXST tires used by the cat, AJ Cantanzaro, uh, out there in Supercross right now. Uh, MXST developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath. Please check them out if you can, if you're looking for a set of tires for your bike. These are high-quality, high-end tires that folks at Maxis have put a lot of work into, and they've done a great job with it. So uh, Maxis.com uh, for that. 702 586 Seven eight five seven. All right, we uh, got lots to talk about. Let's get right to it. Um, I gotta say, as I said, Triple Crown this weekend. Uh, Austin Forkner leading the two fifty E series. Perfect right now. Two for two. Has a kid figured it out? Has some has some issues in practice for sure, but uh, right now he looks pretty good. Uh, Justin Cooper two for two for podiums, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting series. I I I know we're waiting for Forkner to make a mistake here, um, but Jordan Smith and um, uh, Chase Exon were catching him at different points in the 250 main event before going down, so that was interesting to see that they could step it up and actually run Forkner's pace or catch him a little bit. Um, and then the 450 side, well, Webb won again. That's just the world we're in right now. Cooper Webb just simply dominates the, the 450 Supercross Series. Four wins out of seven races. He has the points lead, and, man, it's uh, fantastic to have him on board. And doing well, it sure, sure, certainly adds something to the series as far as that goes. Um, we have uh, Jason Anderson coming back at some point, right, uh, next year or whatever. So you got to add him to the mix and Marvin and Eli. And, uh, yeah, man, wait, wait, waiting for Baggett, waiting for Rocks in the win. Um, so we're diving deep into the 450 Supercross class. Jason Thomas, Paul Parabinos coming up here on the show. With me, taking your calls, holding things down over there in the corner, the... Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. How are you? Great, thank you. Do you like the Triple Crowns? Where are you at with the Triple Crowns? 
I do like them. Yes. Okay. And yep. No, that's it. They're just I like them. You know, you know me. I'm full of commentary, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You're deep. No, I, I, deep. I like that they switch things up a little bit. I like that uh, you've got the high chance ability of multiple winners on a night. You know, I. I like Forkner, but seeing him win the last two weeks in a row got a little boring. You know, they were just kind of runaways. This ups the level of uh, you know, the the unknown. So it uh, do do you see a time where Supercross goes to all triple crowns? No, I, think, I don't. I do. Really? I do. I think. I think. I don't know when. I I think they got to tweak it. They got to work on it. They got to figure it out. But. I could see Supercross doing that. I really could. Five years? Uh, probably under. Under that? Yeah. Because they got to at least get to the point where they're going 50-50, and then well, from yeah, there, yeah. then it is what it is. They're so. dragging the teams right now to it, and I think some teams are seeing the entertainment value. They're seeing the purposes of it. Now, they all don't like the gaps between the races. That has to be fixed. They all don't like the fact that um, you know now you got to have a spare bike. You can't have a spare bike per the rules, and so now right. you have another bike on the truck. But I think they're seeing that the, that they're working and they're exciting, and it's good for the sport, and it's getting buzz going. So, so if you're adding gaps in between the rate or bigger gaps, then that means that your theoretically your showtime will stretch out past the three hour mark, right? Yeah, I wonder how they'll do that. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely something that they have to work on. Yeah, they got to figure that out. But we'll see. Uh, all right, let's pull up uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, flyracing.com to uh, check in on Detroit. And, and all that is happening. Um, Amart and Marty Bet going strong still. Marty got us this weekend uh, in Dallas, but uh, we're still ahead in the points. So, you know, I'm just waiting to see if Marty can bust out. I'm just waiting to see uh, if we get that uh, ride from Marty that we're waiting for. I know we did the Pulp Mix Fantasy podcast the other day, and they brought up a very good point. Marty is really good at, uh, at Atlanta. So that's coming up shortly, and so that'll be really good to see if Marty can turn around there. Uh, it'll be interesting if he's on it or not. It'll be one of those things where we're wondering if Marty can uh, can be Marty, and and it's that simple. I think if he's if he can ride up to his potential, he'll win. He'll beat Amart in the points, and I'll have to go down to Pro Circuit. But I I do think that something will happen to Marty. Um, that that's always seems to be what exactly goes on. So to talk about that and much more, uh, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas, JT, what's up, man? How are you? Not too bad. I was just uh, listening to your you giving Marty all kinds of credit. I just, I mean, I, I got lots of I got lots of years of research to back me up on my opinion. Yeah, I mean, do you do you would you already consider something happening to Marty? You know, the anvil seems to fall on him like. The first round where he said the you yeah. know, clutch was creeping or whatever. That's, yeah, I wonder. I think that's furthering your point. Maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe so. Um, he hasn't looked the same, though. Like, he just hasn't looked the same. But you guys, uh, or you weren't on the fantasy podcast, but we spoke about it yesterday. Atlanta is coming up, and that might be the true Marty test. Yeah, he was a lot better um, last weekend, though. Like, he was in the mix and, you know, at least on the board in practice and running up front and looked like he was aggressive. I, I'm not saying he was lights out. Oh my gosh. How, you know, how could Marty not win this race? You know, but he was, he was much better than he was the weekend before. He was, he was much better, but, but those guys did gap him. They all pulled away from him. The, no, they did. The, yeah, they did. I, I just think it was, it was at least light at the end of the tunnel okay. of Marty being Marty. <laughs> and the good side of that, right? right. <laughs> because I think you could go both ways there. Yeah, no, absolutely right. Uh, we're giving away an F two uh, helmet uh, today on the Fly Racing Moto sixty show. If we can get uh, make the show live, I don't know if we are, if we're actually live right now, JT. So we're, we could be just recording a podcast of us talking right. about uh, this weekend. Um, okay, so in, in big weekend for Tomac, huge weekend for Tomac in my eyes. Uh, he's got to he's got to get at least a podium. I I would say win or second or have a a battle to the end and he gets second or or whatever because he's sixteen down and he's my pick to win this thing and you know we're we're waiting. I just it was so it was so bad last weekend that if he has another bad one this weekend, it'll all compound, it'll all get into his head and who knows where he goes from there. Yeah, I do think it's really important to let's just say put in quotation marks bounce back. Uh, whatever that looks like, whatever the points turn out to be, if you leave there going, well, you know, Eli bounced back. Yeah. I think that's the most critical aspect. Um, if he can 
gain points on Cooper Webb and Roxon, that would be the most critical, I think, uh, whatever finish that has to be. Uh, but yeah, just to, just to stop the slide and, and reverse the momentum is that's, that's paramount. No doubt. Do you think he does it though? Um, man, it's tough to say. I think there's a very good chance of it. Um, do I think he does? Uh, sure. I think he's a great rider. I think he had a horrible weekend. Um, there is zero reason why he should not have been on the podium last weekend, at least third. Uh, I don't think that, you know, he should have beat Muscan with the way that those other two dropped him. Obviously, Kenny passed him. Whether he could stay there or not without crashing, who knows? I think Webb would have probably got him with the pace he was going. So, like you know, it, right? if yeah. he would have just held on and gotten a podium last weekend, that would have been okay. So, yeah, sure, I think he'll he'll – now, man, it's tough to how you classify though, because he almost has to win to to say he bounced back. He almost has to win because you know that Kenny and Cooper are going to be up there. They've been up there every time. I wonder if the Cowie guys have gone to work, uh, and I don't know if the rain or the weather has affected SoCal much, but I wonder if they've gone to work on starts because we he, he had them last year. He got them well the first year of the Great, much better. This year they've been very hot and cold. Obviously, it was there in in, in Dallas, but um, triple crowns. Yeah, but. You know. I wouldn't you think they'd been working on starts for the past two or three years? Like yes, but I wonder if there's you know you always go back and whole shot it in trying to no I know in Dallas he did but generally speaking his starts haven't been where the where they need to be this year. Well and yeah. yeah I I don't disagree with that but at the same time he got the whole shot in the race so to me I would be much more concerned with what happened after he fell over oh, yeah. because yeah. yeah all you can do is he whole shot at the main event I mean that's huge you know so obviously they either fixed something or got better in some aspect. Um, to me, the starts are always important. It's always a talking point with Eli, but you can't blame it last weekend. Yeah. Um, it's just the triple crown format coming up. Mm-hmm. This is important. Starts are huge. So big. It's a weird – have you looked at the start this weekend? Yeah, it's going to be chaos, I think. Yes. yes. Everybody goes blowing through the first turn and off the track, and it's <laughs> even worse, there's a jump. Yeah. You send people airborne while they're on the brakes. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, well – Anytime you go with ways, right? what are you going to do, I guess? I, well, I, yeah. he could at least not put a jump in okay. the first turn so people can break. Right. <laughs> you right. can't break while you're airborne. Well, do you think it'll, it'll, that, that thing will be there? It'll, it'll be there? In, when you uh, I up? think so. Maybe not very big. But the, the biggest thing is if you have some sort of uh, – any sort of obstacle where the front tire comes off the ground or you inconsistent braking, it just lets people slow down even less. I would prefer to have it flat and maybe like a 10-foot gap in the apex before you hit a jump. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know what the way it's laid out. I mean, they have rhythm sections kind of planned. Right. I'm hoping. Yeah, I hope yeah. you're right. But well, we got, not drawn up that way. We got six starts. So Eight, eight including the LCQs. Yes, yes, good point. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. Do you – I know this is a cliched question, and, and I've done a lot, but I, I think it's important. Where are we at on Triple Crowns? I'm still all in. Yeah, I, I love them. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, I think they are not necessarily the way we should go for you know 17 rounds because I think that would create you know it's really difficult on the on the teams. You know, we saw we've seen people miss starts. You know, Chad Reed missed a main event or whatever you were calling these things at Anaheim two because of an engine problem. So I don't think we're really ready to go a ton of these, but. Um, you know, the way they're spaced out now and adding some variety to the series, I, I love the change. You think they'll ever go more? I Half? hope so. Um, I would love to see, I don't know, six maybe. Yeah. The biggest thing is they've got to work with the teams, provide a ton of uh, advance notice. Like they need to tell them, you know, hey, like this weekend or whenever, yeah. tell them, hey, uh, next year, just pre- be prepared. We're going up to five or six of these yeah. things. So. The guys, the teams that are able, hey, you're, we're going to do two bikes. Well, they need a lot of time to prepare for that. They need to order parts. They need to find yeah. budget. They need to do lots of things. Um, so I just think the preparation and notice, it, maybe it's the press conference in Vegas, right? They love to announce things there. Uh, just let the people, if you give them notice and, and tell them, then there's really no excuse at that point. You either get another bike or you have extra parts or whatever. Um, but I do think it is, and, and there's a lot of pushback, right? There's a lot of fans that hate it. 
Um, but for me personally, I think they're, I think they put on a great show and, and having sat in the stands through a few of these, I think it's, it's a better overall product. I'm torn on the two bikes thing. Um, I get that why they did it and it's, it's good to, you know, make sure that everybody can line up and all of that. But for one, the the guys, most of the guys didn't ride their other bike. And Mm -hmm. so it's it's an emergency, right? You know, two, it caught, it it raises the cost of racing and nobody needs that. Three, it gives the factory teams a, a clear advantage because privateers aren't going to do that. So um, I'm really torn. Like, I, 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 if I had to pick, I would lean towards getting rid of that. Forget it. You know, no, no, no second bike. Yeah, I, it's tough. I don't disagree with your points, but at the same time, could you imagine if that would have been Webb or Muscan or Tomac or somebody huh? that was in the heat of the points and they just couldn't make it back to the line? It would be, you know, the teams would be crying bloody murder, well, you know, but, and, and I'm sure they already were, but that would be catastrophic. Yeah, but it's racing, and part of racing is your pit crew and your team and, yeah, but and all of that. That's so. so bad for the series and bad for the everything that, you know, Feld's trying to sell tickets. It's, there's no upside to that for anybody, well, you know, unless you're competing against them, I guess. But I don't, I don't think that's something we should – be wanting to happen or, or we should be trying we yeah, should be trying to avoid it i think dude if i'm bruce sternstrom or or, or eric kehoe whatever uh, at these oems i'm like oh so i gotta order a whole nother bike of parts and just mm-hmm. sit it on the truck oh cool awesome great like i gotta carry well, it's I gotta, not like gotta carry this yeah. thing around all across america i gotta load but it I in the truck those I gotta parts are gonna around. get used anyway right no, not really. Why would they? I mean, because they would order. Well, you don't have you don't have a new outdoor bike or a new test bike or anything. I mean, well, yeah, I but you, but you're still, you know, halfway through Supercross, you're building an outdoor bike, and all your parts are still on the semi on a bike. You know, right? Like, but I, you're going to have a hard time convincing me that they're not going to be able to use that bike. Because when's the last Triple Crown? No, no, they'll use it because it's there, but it raises their yeah. cost. It raises their cost of of racing because they have throughout to a order. whole season. Though you think that they're not going to be able to use those parts they allocated for that second bike. I, I just, I have a hard time well, believing no, they course. can't find a use for it. I mean, they'll use them, but it'll, it'll raise their cost. But if they're using it, why does it raise the cost? If it's, because, the year, it's, because last year they ordered X number of parts, mm-hmm. and it cost them X number. And they got through the whole year, whatever it was, with X number of parts. Now they got X plus a spare bike. But for, they're still going to use that, so it still goes into their allocation. But they didn't, you know, use, they it, only, but they didn't use it the year before? They didn't need it the year before because clearly they didn't have those parts the year before. They ordered. But X you understand what I'm saying? They I do. still need. I do. X amount of bikes and parts for a year, right? If you build it before the season starts and you don't use it until May or June, it's still the same amount of bikes and parts that you're using throughout a whole year. You just built it early and you had it set aside early. But that's it's not. That, that, garbage. But that's what I'm saying. The bike is on the semi. They're building outdoor bikes. They don't. They can't rob the bike, the parts from the bikes on the semi. That's a whole separate issue. Until Clamps. later. And, until they, later. They could later. But 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 it's but, still the same amount. But, but it's last being used. Year, but last year they they didn't need to have a bike with extra parts on it. So it just it just adds. I just I I don't think we're I think we're speaking on two different things here. I just yeah I think we're it, disagreeing because I don't know if you just because you you're built the bike use early them. and can't you, use it till later you're still using the same amount of bikes and parts. No, you're not. But all right, let's move on. Why, uh, Brandon? What's up, man? You want to talk about Eli Tomac? Uh, yeah, I do. But you know, just to go back to what you guys were talking about there. At first, I was siding with JT, but once Mathis explained himself a little bit more, I definitely had to thank, thank side you. with Mathis on that. Thank yeah. you. Okay, please explain um, why. Well, he's right. I mean, if last year, say they didn't need an extra bike, they start with X number of parts and they use those parts. Well, this year. If you're having to build those parts and use them earlier, you're still going to need extra parts. But don't you can't you line. just use them later? If you, not, you're but, not wasting them. But you're still going to no, use no, no, no. You're not wasting them. You're going to use them, JT. But you're going to have to order more, and that's more Why? money. Why? Be- because last year, if you used four linkages all year long, and you ordered okay. rockers and links all year long from Japan, now yep. this year you need five because one has to go on the bike on no, the truck. You just use that fourth one. You take that bike that's been sitting there unused but, all year, and you use it in but you, July. But you that's needed it. But you needed it. You only needed four last year to get through all the Supercross and Motocross. So now you need five. No, you still okay. need four. Right. You just have your fourth one that you need. You're planning on using later. It's okay. just sitting again, there waiting for you. Again, you have to build your outdoor bike while the truck while the bike is on the truck. 
So where is this extra link going to come from that you've put on this spare race bike? It's going to not going to be around. It's not going to be in the shop. It's going to be on the truck. But you've, you, but last year, the year before, with no bike, you had enough links. So you always got to make sure you have a backup. You got to make sure you have a test bike. You have a practice bike, and you have a race bike. You, you need parts for every one of those bikes. And now you have an extra bike. And yes, you will use it because it's there because you paid for it. Down the line, you will use it somewhere. But it doesn't mean you. But it doesn't mean you don't have to order one extra link, one extra set of clamps, that kind of stuff. Yes, you will I, use it. I, but I all right, Brandon, what's up? All right. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, where to, where to go, Brandon? <laughs> um, I didn't want this to happen, but it looks like it's happened. I'm the reason why Tomac couldn't win in Dallas. Why? It's the it's the Brandon curse. It started with Stu. Back in 2002, I I was there in Dallas, little third grade Brandon. Uh-huh. I, I, ca- I caused him to blow the championship for the 125 West. And then the next two years, I didn't go. He raced 03, won, won the race, won the championship. 04, he raced East Coast. Uh, 05. Okay, wh- where, go. where are we going with this, Brandon? Like, what, what are you doing to Stu and Eli? I what? Am at, when I am at the race, uh-huh. my riders crash. When I'm not at the race, they win. Plain oh, okay. So Tomac's your guy, and this is what's happening. Tomac is my guy. Oh boy, Stu is my guy. Yeah. Well, I, I stop going to races. I, I just might have that's to. It. That, that's it. That's uh, that's you have to do that to help to help your guy. So it's it's a decision I didn't want to have to make, though. I know. I hear you. Um, but it's got to be frustrating being an Eli Tomac fan these days, Brandon. It is. Uh, I thought you know I thought last year the curse was over. He finally won in front of me, you know? Yep. But well, this year, it's over. Good luck with that, Brandon. Thanks for calling, buddy. I know. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Philip, what's up, man? Hey, uh, I was just wondering, I think Zach Osborne's going to come out and really surprise some people this weekend. You know, he was freaking fourth last weekend in qualifying. He was going to be up there in probably top five, I would think, until the, uh, you know, the little mishap over the berm. But I could see him... Top five, maybe even podium. What do you think? Well, I yeah, by surprise, thanks for calling, by the way. Appreciate it. We got a lot of background noise. By surprise, JT, for Osborne, I mean, short of winning, I wouldn't be surprised at anything. He got a third? I wouldn't be surprised. No, it wouldn't surprise me. No. Um, I still, because we don't know the answer to the question, I'm still interested to see how his last few laps are of the main event. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, does he have the strength and the pace to go because look, look at last week. I mean, those guys dropped Marv by 10 seconds. They were pushing so hard at the end of the race. Uh, so can Zach withstand the pace and the intensity because these races are coming down to the last few laps every time it's, these aren't, these haven't been runaways. It's almost been who's the strongest at the end in most of these races. So until we answer that question, I, I still am curious. Uh, but I think his riding, I mean, he was qualifying in the top five, you know, his time practices and things like that. So I think all those pieces are there. Um, and yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see podiums by, you know, at, at any point, but especially yeah. by the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, you got to know, you know, you talked about Webb dropping Marv while he's in Baker's mm-hmm. factory, Marv's in Baker's factory. And you know, obviously those guys got caught up in their own race and they started pushing uh, Webb and Roxon. But I would think at Baker's factory, you know, Osborne's able to go the 20 plus one pretty hard with those guys i mean under non-race situations which are always different so yes uh he would have been gapped probably just like marv had he stayed up i would think so yeah just just from the fact that he was hurt couldn't ride for a significant amount of time it's hard to think that he's going to be as strong as cooper webb who really had under uninterrupted training and has shown to be one of the fittest guys that's that's a tall task so uh, I mean, time will tell. Hopefully yeah. he puts in, you know, a solid race, and we'll we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but that's really my main question. The speed and all that, I, I, I don't question really right now. Flyracing.com, uh, Moto60 show, presented by Get, Pro Taper, and Maxis are all on board with us. And uh, and you are, too, 702-586-7857. We're going to give some stuff away still on the, on the show coming up. Uh, Jason Thomas uh, aboard with us. So, okay, Roxon, next guy to get a win, you think? You've got to think so. I mean, he's right right there. Probably should have won last week if he, you know, he executes the last corner the right way. Um, I mean, it could be anybody at this point, but he's obviously the most likely. To me, the sport is so mental, and there's such a fine edge of um, 
being on being on it and being off it and, and all of that, and the bikes are so good and the training, everybody's working really hard. I would think at this point, late in the race, it's got to be in Roxon's head. Don't blow this. Don't do this. I'm doing it again. It's happening again. He's catching me. He's blah, blah, blah. Don't you agree? Like, at this point, he is he's saying all the right things, but, man, it has got to be messing with him a little bit. I think going into last weekend, no. But after, you know, that's so many times now it's happened. You know, the, the A2, one where Webb got him in the last corner, then he gets him in the last corner again. Uh, yeah, you wonder, and it's all situational, but if they're coming down to the last lap and he's leading – and he's got any sort of pressure, yeah, yeah. There's, there's no doubt in my mind it's going to be you know, looming in his, uh, in his psyche there. I thought Wygant played it pretty well in our review pod on Racer X as far as that last turn. Like He could have he stuck to the inside and crept around it and, and took his time, but then maybe he, he didn't know that Webb was going to blow him out of the turn. He could have went high like he did and thought that Webb was coming in hot, so he was going to go in high. It really is a chess game. It really is a game of cat and mouse. It went poorly for Kenny, but I don't think you can criticize his choice that much. No, I agree. And, you know, the whole thing about it, we, you know, we made the point of there's five different options there, and all five of those are really, you know, they're unable to protect completely. Uh, you're choosing the one that you think is the most prudent and the one that's going to be the most difficult to make a pass on. Uh, but the simple fact of it for me is that if you go into a corner and you're the trailing rider, you're, you're in Cooper Webb's spot, and you have absolutely no issue in going in and making contact and just blasting someone, it's almost impossible to protect against that because you have the ability to re- react to the lead rider's movements, and all you're really doing is trying to shorten the distance and make contact. So. Kenny knows that, and going in, you really are just like, okay, well, this is the line I'm choosing, and I know if he goes in and wants to just kill me, he can. There's nothing I can do to stop that. Uh, so, yeah, it's not, it's not ideal, man. It's, it's one of those things where, you know, if, you, if Cooper really wanted to do a pickup pass and just blast him, he can. Yeah. Luckily for both of them, they didn't, but it's not an enviable spot no matter what. Yeah, I, I, Webb played it well. Webb looked to be like, hey, I'll take second. I'm going to make it. I'm going to try, but I'm not just going in Marvin at Ruther- East Rutherford. I'm not doing that, you know? So, yep. Um, yep. all right, let's get to David here. David, uh, what's up, man? Thanks for calling the show. Nets, the hashtag Nets. Nets. We more need more. Nets. We need more hey, of them. I, I gotta agree with. I gotta disagree with you, Steve, and agree with JT on the parts uh, allotment. If you have enough parts for five bikes, because you're gonna have five parts of everything, not just five lengths. You're gonna have five handlebars, five trip points, five sets of whatever. You could build five bikes. Build two, set one aside, and go to the parts through the season. The, I don't think, but I don't think like no, right. nobody on this call has been a factory mechanic and built bikes, test bikes, and practice bikes, and had all of that happen. And then, trust me, back in the day, if we had had a spare bike on the semi floating around America, we would have been screwed. Like, well, that, I, listen, I, this is now. This is this okay. Is well, I'm just we have now. okay. All right. Well, it's going to raise the cost of racing. It's going to raise the cost of racing. So. It's going to raise the cost of racing. And, and when you say uh, privateers can't afford it. A lot of us aren't there to see the privateers. It's good that Chiz and A-Ray and some other guys make it to Maine, but we're, a lot of the fans are there to see the, yep. the top 18. Um, I agree. Top 18, go. If I want to see some guy go through it, the whoops like A-Ray, I'll just go to my, my local chicken. <laughs> e- <McRaceway>. Easy <laughs> on that. Easy on that. But I know what you're saying. Uh, uh, I, I hear you. What else, man? Oh, one other thing. With the, if, if they do do an entire season of Triple Crowns, which uh, you guys are lobbying for, and I'm all for it also, how does uh, gear money get paid out, uh, uh, all the prize money get paid out? Because now you got more stars on the track for more laps, yeah, that, uh, more risk. Yep. Um, when, well, are we going to see, like, 1999 prices or 2000 prices, or is it ever going to go up? Um, uh, well, two different questions in there. The, right now they're paid on an overall, and the riders seemingly, from what I've heard, JT, the riders are getting paid for the – for the Triple Crown wins in, uh, like, a heat race, which isn't fair either, by the way. Yeah, but the overall should be more than 12 grand. Um, my theory. It should be, like, maybe 20, because you're, you're doing way more laps uh, with all the top talent. Um, well, no, actually, the laps are about the same uh, as a 20-minute plus one. You know, they're a lot oh. more, obviously, than back in the day, but the laps are about the same. You're uh, doing 30, 13 laps times. Yeah, it's quite a bit more. It's like 39 laps, yeah. 
lot well, of laps. Well, it depends on what the track is. I think it. I think that uh, somebody told me it was five more laps or something last time. And uh, well, you saw what Watson did twenty-five laps last weekend. Yes. He won the race on twenty. Twenty-six laps, right, or something? They well, did. You th- you, it's, yeah. I mean, it's more minutes. You're doing, yeah. you know, three twelves. That's thirty-six minutes plus three laps versus yeah, twenty minutes plus minutes one lap. I don't know yeah, how. The, good luck with the price with the, with the uh, purse money increase, though. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Brandon or David. I absolutely agree. Uh, they probably should get more. I've always been saying that. I don't think JT paying a guy for a heat race is very fair either. Like agents are going to get a hold of this and start bumping this up. Oh, yeah. JT's got well, they. I mean, it's it's better than the OEMs just saying, yeah. Well, sorry, the, we pay the overall result. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, for at least sure. You're getting something. Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yep. I, and at some riders, I understand, are still paid that way. Just like, yeah, we don't oh, care yeah, how you do it. probably had to take yeah. a rider to stand up for himself and to contact negotiations for it to change across the board. Um, no one rider got the, a bigger salary, bigger bonus, bigger yeah. whatever for it. Then it, then it, then it would just uh, right. follow suit the way the, way the run. Um, it, fellas. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I guess I was talking more about last year, JT. It only worked out to be a few more laps last year. But, yeah, this year they're all the same. They're, they're fifth. Is it? 12, 15 minutes? 12, yeah. 12. I think it's three twelves, right? Three twelves, yeah, right. Yeah. So last year, talking to the guys last year, it worked out to be about five laps more-ish, um, so they weren't too worried about it. But, yeah, absolutely right. I don't know what I was thinking. This year, it's, it's definitely more. Um, I don't. Good luck with the purse money. Good luck. Yeah, with, that, I, don't, I don't think that's going to change. <laughs> uh, Just I would, because they ride more, I don't think that's going to change. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I know. You know, the, 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 the stars of the sport, and Eli has told me this, like, we're out there more. It's it's more work. It's more starts. It's more first lap carnages, and to that I simply throw my hands up like, oh well. But I mean, he has a point. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think it's going to matter. I mean, it's still it's still race day. I mean, you know, okay, I'll put it to you this way: if you have to go to the heat race, then they add semis back in, then you go to the LCQ, and then a main event. Are they going to pay you more because you had to race more? No, of course not. Right. You know, yeah. So, yeah, I guess they could say, "Hey, you're not doing a semi anymore." If this sport was collectively bargained, that would be a great point. Yes, but it's yeah. not. So, yeah, sorry. Uh, all right, before we get Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper on the line, um, 250 class, Forkner's perfect. I am still. It, look, if if, uh, if this was Jordan Smith going two for two, leading every lap, I'd mm-hmm. be like, "Yeah, you know, he he's got this. It, it looks pretty good." I just. I, as good as Forkner is, I don't have 100% faith yet that he's figured this out. Well, to me, it's it's really simple. The only person that will beat Austin Forkner this year is Austin Forkner. Uh, it's for the championship. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. Will he win every race? Probably not. But over the course of these the remaining races for the championship, from what I've seen, if Forkner doesn't beat himself, he's going to win the title. I, I I feel pretty confident okay. in that Jordan's pretty banged up. I it was questionable whether he was even going to race this weekend. I think he is going to at this point. Um, Sexton has already given points away and doesn't look like he has just every piece of the puzzle put together to beat Forkner for the series. And then Marty's struggling. Amart's already lost some points. You know, so everyone's got their issues. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't think there's anybody capable of beating Forkner other than Forkner. But. Are you sold that he's figured it out? I'm not. No, 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 no. No, yeah. no I, right. I mean, the, the odds of him beating himself are there. I mean, yeah. yep. I think they're decent odds, but he's going to have to do it to himself. And uh, who's been a guy, JT, a non-factory guy in the 250 East that has stood out for you? Non-factory. Yeah. Um, you know, just a non-big name guy that it's kind of stood out for you. You know, I, I might I might have said Hartraft in week one and maybe Wharton and maybe Cunningham in week two. Been some different guys that have kind of, you know. Those guys have been solid. The guy that jumped to my mind in this, this is a factory guy, so it's not really the question you pose, but Oldenburg's speed has been impressive to me. Yep. Uh, he hasn't really put it all together in the results column, but if you watch him in, in qualifying practices or anything like that, he is really fast. I mean, he's loose. Like, he's taking some chances, but – He's he's capable of, of going with anybody in the right circumstances. Uh, so that doesn't necessarily answer the question you asked me, but it's the it's the one guy that I was like, man, he's he's really fast. I can see why he's on that team. He's always been that way, though, right? He's always been fast and loose, even going back. To yeah, Jimmy but I think Alverson it's days. even a different level. Like okay. I think he's 
I think he's capable of going as fast or faster than anybody in the class on a certain lap right. because he is so willing to he's so willing to take chances, man. He is not scared of, of pushing the envelope. Well, he got his first ever heat race win. That's got to help, right, yep. as far as yep. that goes. It's true. And he also cleaned Amar off the track. So <laughs> He sure did. Uh, John, what's up, man? What do you want to talk about? Feedback on fly racing ramps. Hey, what's up, guys? How are we doing today? Good. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Um, yeah, JT, the runway ramp. Very nice quality ramp. I think it was about 120 bucks. Uh, okay. Folds up, fits in the cab. I've never Excellent. seen anybody was... so excited for a ramp. I might have to get one of these, John. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, John. I, uh, I have an old beat-down <laughs> ramp, but I, I'm going to have to I'm one of those guys it. you see on YouTube trying to put his bike in the back of the van. And, and I will not endorse uh, actually riding up the ramp okay. to everyone, but it's something everybody does anyway. But, uh, yes, it definitely says okay. on there not meant to be ridden on. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, tits. So, Tits, do you have this ramp? Do you know anything about this ramp? You are things. You are our, our tester of all things fly. Um, I'm familiar with it, but I do not own one. Okay, all right. Um, so I'll tell you what I use, and that ramp is awesome. I have had one before, but what I use is one of I use one of the two that come for a quad ramp because sure. they're super wide, super long, and super sturdy for, obviously, quads. Right. So then I can ride my right. bike up into the truck. That, that's what right. I use. But I, the, the ramp you're talking about is super convenient. It folds up, like you mentioned. Um, I just prefer to ride my bike in because my, my truck's lifted, and I get a little nervous with that one being, being shorter so the angle's steeper. Uh, and then it's just not quite as wide I, either. I have never ridden my bike up a ramp. <laughs> well, you need if you had the ramp I'm talking about, you would look at it and be like, "Oh, yeah, that's easy." Okay, you know, it's, it's all about the ramp and the angle and all because that. Because I, yeah, the, I see. You know who does that? You know who rides his bike up up, up a ramp, a skinny little ramp? Berluti, because he's just a man. <laughs> he's a fucking man, and and that's what he does. He rides right up on that ramp, like no problem. And I am just pushing the thing up. I'm like, screw it, I'm not going to do it. So. Um, yeah. So so two other things about uh about about two uh, injured basically stars in in our sport you know west pike i know you saw him last week uh he sounded pretty good on the podcast um does he really need to come back for this summer shouldn't he really take the rest of the year off with what happened to him and well, just try to come back stronger is it more contractual uh, obligations that's pushing him out there for the for the summer oh no i i don't see him racing this summer jt do you i mean maybe but i think he wants to yeah um you know should he and what does he want to do are usually two different things when you're talking about riders. That's the common, you know, people come back too early all the time. It's like the, you know, the oldest story in the motocross world is riders coming back too early because they want to be out there. They, this is what we do and this is what drives it, you know? So for him, yes, there are other things at play. Um, He probably wants to get a contract for next year. He probably has some sort of injury clauses in his contract uh, with JGR. I I don't know that for sure, but just guessing. So there are other factors at play, but I think on more than more important than any of that, he probably just wants to go race. Like he wants to get back to the yeah. normalcy of his racing life instead of being injured and and yeah, dealing with sure. what he's doing now, which is a lot of nothing. I uh, you know he can't really see through one eye, and they, the doctors have told him it could, it could come back at any time or it could never come back. They don't know that the nerve isn't damaged, I guess. So there's a chance, you know, they just don't know. Um, right now, wow. so uh, he. I didn't know that. Yeah, he he can only see like a pinhole oh, or something. So, so it's definitely going to be a long road. I think back to him. I yeah. understand. I did not talk to Weston, but I understand he has some career-ending insurance. So that mm. is something he has to weigh mm-hmm. as well, and as what he mm-hmm. wants to do if he can't get back to um to where he needs to be. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I would be surprised to see him on the track this year um, myself. But you mm. never know. It is it is Weston Pike, John. So. You love that ramp so much. Can we give you a set of pro taper tie downs? <laughs> like you'll have the ultimate setup. These tie downs are great. Sure, dude. I, I lo- you're a true man of the people, and so are you, JT. You guys are you guys are awesome. We Th- really appreciate it. Thanks. And, uh, man. I'll, Thanks I know, I know, I'll move on really quick. I'll just hit you real quick with Roxon. The guy's phenomenal. The guy almost lost his arm. You know, yeah. and uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it's amazing what he's done. And to come back and to really fight with the top riders in the class is, I mean, we all knew he was awesome. I think he's a lot better now than I ever thought he was. I mean, not now, particularly yeah. after the injury, just um, from, from, from the, the standpoint that he's, he's definitely a top rider. We got to give the guy, you know, you got to give him at least yeah. a season, you, right? You, well, I think some of us, including myself, probably, you know, think of the old Kenny and wondering what's going on with him. And, and this is the new new, I think, JT of Kenny. And, and you know, I think we did cover this a few weeks ago, but 
I don't know if he'll ever get back to pre-arm injury, Kenny, JT. Harry. Yeah, that's okay. And then, Steve, that's a, I'm just going to re- – I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead, JT. No, I was going to say that's a big ask. I think I think that every day that goes by, Kenny is getting big, you know better and stronger because I think it's a multi-year process to get all the strength back in that arm. So whether he ever gets back, who knows? But I think I think the recovery is still ongoing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, John, stay on hold. Uh, we're going to get you those pro taper tie downs. All right, man. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, JT. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Go there. Get the best loading ramp ever, according to uh, according to John. So. Yep, um, right on, guys. Thank right. you. Thanks. See ya. Uh, that's Jason Thomas, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Formula Helmet out now. They're very excited about this helmet, and they're very stoked for, for all the right reasons. And please check it out. It's the ultimate in helmet protection from these guys at Fly Racing. Years in, in uh, design, millions of dollars spent into this thing. And uh, so please check it out. Also, to Pro Taper, Geico Honda, Rockstar, Husky Worldwide, JGR, all using Pro Taper. We just gave away a set of Pro Taper tie downs, and they're super sweet. Get. Uh, that little orange box you see on Plessinger and Barsha's bike, yeah, that is get get uh, ECUs for two and four stroke bikes. Destroy the start, get the whole shot with the folks at Get, and also two Maxxis tires, MXST tires used by the Cat right now in Supercross. AJ Cantonzar running the new and latest t- tires from Maxxis that were developed by the King Jeremy McGrath. Let's get to our next guest here on the show from ProTaper, ProTaper dot com. Paul Parabinos, what's up, Paul? How are you? Hey, Steve, what's happening? I'm great. Give me a guy, JT couldn't do this, uh, he could only give me a factory guy, even though that w- wasn't the rules. Give me a non-factory guy in the 250 East, Paul, that has opened your eyes a little bit. He he couldn't do it. He's, he, he mentioned Oldenburg. But, um, but Well, I mean, he probably couldn't do it because not many people have opened my eyes on the East Coast that isn't that okay. factory, I guess. All right. Um, uh, I, guess, I guess I would have to lean towards Josh Osby. Um, I think he was pretty impressive at the first round. He wasn't as impressive at the second round because I think he had a pretty big crash. But I think that's a guy that's improved yeah. and has the potential to like uh, maybe crack the top five, six. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see any other. I don't really see any other privateers having the ability yeah. to do that. So I'll, well, I'll I'll go that way. Cunningham had one good week, one not so good. Wharton was running up there this week, and then his bike blew up. I'm with you. There, it, it isn't a, it isn't a super easy question as far as non factory no. guys. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, that's tough because you basically pinpoint what we as industry people or potential sponsors or what have you look at. And essentially, I, I'm saying right now that I need somebody to get into the top five to for me to kind of say that that's, you know, that's doing something different than, you know, because those guys, Cunningham is going to be in the top ten every week. He's going to be seven through ten mm-hmm. every week, I think. But um, but I think a guy that can maybe jump up a bit would be Osby. Right. Uh, Thomas Covington's been a rough start for him. Uh, I know you expected better. I I gotta believe he'll get better. He's a racer. He's older. You know, he's got a good bike. He's got a good program around him. But it's been surprising at his at his ad, ad, adaption back to Supercross. Yeah, that's that's tough, man. And 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 for sure, last week is it needs to be better than that. Um, uh, the the LCQ was not good. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's gotta be tough for Thomas. You know, he's been in Europe and riding something totally different for years and years. And, and, but he's also had plenty of time to prepare. He's on a factory team, so it needs to be better. But, um, but I think the end goal is at, at also at this point, he's still doing better than Hunter Lawrence. Hunter's hurt. So <laughs> I think it, he's still doing, uh, honestly, he's doing better. And those are two guys that I think if I was their team manager, the goal has to be, hey, let's get through Supercross. Let's try to learn because that's your guy that could be potentially, you know, in the title hunt mm-hmm. outdoors or at least a solid top five guy. So, yeah, last week wasn't good. Um, you have to think that he's going to get better. But, um, but yeah, he's got he's got some learning to do, obviously. We did a Publix Fantasy uh, podcast yesterday, and we talked about Nick Schmidt filling in at, at Moto Concepts. While well, I reached out to Tony Lessie today, and it seems like they just sold Nick Schmidt some bikes, so he's not going to fill in. So they're still looking to fill in. I heard Mike Alessi is coming back. I wonder. To if, ride Supercross? Yeah, to ride Supercross. What do you think of that? Uh, like when? This weekend or something? I don't know. No, I wouldn't be, think this weekend. But Oh, um, I mean, that's a pretty good pull. Uh, I guess it's you know no strings attached, pretty easy. He's already riding a Honda. I, mm-hmm. I, I would imagine Mike's been preparing for Canada, so he's probably pretty race ready um i hope tony can still be the same team manager he has been with his son under the rig i don't i would imagine that might complicate things but um but yeah it's a pretty good pull i guess i mean the only other person i would suggest is what i 
I read on Twitter that someone told you was Josh Grant. What about JG working with Tony Alessi? <laughs> yeah, I mean JG might just never pick up the phone call. Maybe so. So maybe that just isn't possible. This is not going to happen. That, I don't know that Josh would just. Yeah, he just might not even call right uh all right let's get some phone calls here uh doctor dr dirt what's up man how are you i'm doing great how are you steve good what's happening what's on your mind hey i wanted to talk a little bit about cole martinez he's just a guy that i haven't heard anything about so far this year and quietly he comes in a couple races he's finishing a 15th 13th 16th he's beating guys like chiz even cole seeley uh, he's running up around, uh, you know, some of the Suzuki factory guys uh, like Hill. Uh, what's his program, and is he one of those guys that could benefit from a better program, a better ride, maybe like a Moto Concepts fill-in? Um, well, easy on beating Cole Seeley, first of all, I would say. Um, well, it happened. Well, okay, but when did it happen? Hold on, I'm looking yeah. here. Was- it was San Diego, but nonetheless – Oh, okay. All right. Um, trust me, nobody is looking at that. No factory team manager is looking at that and wondering. But anyways, Cole Martinez, yes, uh, doing pretty well. I don't know much about his program. Uh, he got he was a 250 guy for a number of years, jumped up to 450s, raced in Canada, one outdoor season. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the guy at all, but yeah, definitely like I look at a Cole Martinez and a Ben LeMay, Paul, in the same sort of boat. I think Ben's situation is a little better than Cole. I think Cole's a full privateer where we're where Ben has got the TPJ deal. Um, but, yeah, the number one thing for these guys, Paul, get into the main and then actually be able to do 20 minutes plus a lap. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the question, and I'm actually um, kind of friends with Cole, and, and uh, I, I, he is quietly better than a lot of people that are get more notoriety than he, than he does. Uh, so I love the question. Um, he has had a ride before in the 250 class, but – um, I don't know if he's Moto Concepts level because Moto Concepts is a pretty good team these days, but um, I do think he's better than the entire HEP team by far. Um, I actually say I shouldn't say I, I forgot Alex Ray's on that team. Alex Ray's riding very good, but um, but I think uh, Martinez would have the ability to be better than the other two guys on that team. Put it that way. So um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I see uh, Cole beating A Ray. I see him, you know, even beating Chiz. It's like yeah, he comes out on this full-on privateer Suzuki, and he's definitely uh, at least turning my head. He's tough, too. I mean, he's not a guy that pulls off ever. Um, he, he he always figures out a way to make the main event. Every I mean, every race he showed up for on a 450 this year, he's made the main event. So, yeah, that guy, is, he's, uh, you, you found a, a guy, I think, for sure that's a little underrated. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he can get a, if he can get a spot. Um you know, with somebody as a fill-in or, or somebody to pick him up or, or whatever. Being a Suzuki, like, there aren't many Suzuki guys out there. And, you know, Chris Wheeler Suzuki's probably, like, keeping an eye on him and talking to him and giving him some bikes and parts. And maybe he'll push. Maybe if something happens to a Hep rider, uh, Paul, uh, Wheeler would push him onto that team. Yeah, that would be a good spot for him, I think, for sure. Uh, Dr. Dirt, you want a uh, Fly Racing F2 carbon helmet? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. All right. Stay on hold, man. Thanks for calling. Uh, uh, to get your information. All right, man? Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. That's what we do. We make dreams come true, Paul. You made that guy's day. Uh, cool. Brain, what's up, man? How are you? Good afternoon, boys. So, Steve, I think you obviously know I'm an AC doubter um, because of Shane. But I'm also a Forkner doubter. Okay. And uh, I'd be interested to know what you guys thought about this. I think the next three races are the huge roadblock in his path. Um, Which one? Which guy? Fortner, I'm sorry. Okay. Fortner. Fortner. Um, because he got the Triple Crown this weekend. So if, if you remember, whether it's true or not, um, how he was questioned about his heart at Hangtown, you got to get three starts. Good luck getting whole shots there. I realize he's gotten two, yep. but good luck getting three whole shots one night. What's he going to do if he gets sixth, seventh on a start? That's going to be a problem. And also, oh, yeah, he has more time to crash. Atlanta, what in the world is going to happen if he and AC start 1-2? I don't think one of them is making it out alive. <laughs> it'll be interesting. Yes, three, it'll be interesting. And then three, um, I had another rider who's a friend who, obviously not being able to see it, I don't know this, so I have to trust him with this, is he said uh, with Fortner's loose riding style, and I put that in quotes, is not suited well for Daytona. Um, what do you think to all that, Paul? 
I don't know. I don't know. know a lot I of information. Mean, yeah, I... So, yeah, a lot there. I, I don't think the Triple Crown is a roadblock, as you'd say, for Forkner. I think um, I think he's going to be fine. I think the problem is these guys are letting him win. I shouldn't say letting him win. He's obviously earned the first two wins, but he's already learned quite a bit. Um, when you when you lead races and win races, uh, in the more you do it, the better you get at it, and the more you learn, the more in your in, you're in the front. So I think Austin learned quite a bit last weekend, and. I don't see the Triple Crown as uh, anything that's not up his alley. I think um, he could get three hole shots and crush everybody three times. Um, I have asked the same question that you did about AC and uh, Forkner at the shootout. Um, I don't know if those guys can put their ego aside and, and, and do what's best for them. Uh, but it's hard. It's that, that's, that's, that's a hard question. I don't know the answer to that one really either, but, um, but I do think they'll be pretty respectful, but I also know that they're going to want to be, uh, the winner as well too. So, um, that'll be interesting. And then the third part, what did you, what was the third part of that? So, so I had a, a writer friend that told me, um, he, you know, helping me out visually. Cause oh, I Daytona, Daytona. Yeah. yeah. Your yeah. writer friend's an idiot. <laughs> really? Uh, the, yeah, That's yeah, hundred percent. He's that, gonna be fine. They, the, are, are we serious? They, like Daytona, his guys won outdoors before. Like Daytona is not that much different. Like why would he not be good at Daytona? Daytona is a full soupy track now. I mean, it gets rougher. It gets breaking bumps and all of that. But yeah, I mean, it's it's Forkner's hauled ass outdoors. So you know, if you want to say like. You know, you look at Baggett. Somebody Baggett shined at Daytona because he was such good outdoors. Well, you got Forkner, who's good at Supercross. Daytona's more of a Supercross track than ever. And you have some breaking bumps and outdoorish berms and things like that, and he's actually killed it outdoors. So, I don't know, Brain. Um, yeah, Paul is uh, Paul is uh, doubting your facts that you've gotten, Brain, on uh, on those two riders. But it'll be interesting to see. I, I agree that Forkner on Monday – I don't know if you listen to Monday's show, Brain, but uh, Forkner told us, Paul, like he sells out for the start. He's selling himself out. He said he's going for the starts, you know. So that's yeah, that's interesting that that he admitted that. Like he's this is just everything to him, you know, getting out front and getting a smooth track. Because he said, he said, I and I believe something along the lines of, if I'm leading, I should never be caught, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I, I think that's I think just confidence is, speaking. Yeah, yeah, it was confidence. So I, I think Atlanta is, is. I think Atlanta is the huge wild card. I mean, I'm I'm concerned for my health being in the stands if those two get up front. I mean, yeah. they might end up in my lap. Nah, I think Peyton would talk to him a little bit before the race, but maybe it won't matter. Yeah, nah, uh, I think he'd do a darn thing, man. Thanks, you, boys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I uh, I could see both pro circuit guys winning this title, but for sure. But we had JT on, and I am just I, I know Forkner's been perfect. I know this, but watching him in practice, and I just I'm not sold. That this is a new Austin Forkner yet, Paul? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm—I uh, don't know if I'm a hundred percent sold, but I'm getting—I'm getting there because the kid's learning so <laughs> right, much so right. quickly. Um, I think—I uh, think it's very visual that you, when you watch Austin, you could see the difference between him riding within his means and him riding to to be the fastest qualifier and putting it on the edge. He is—he will put it past the edge of. Uh, you know his edge is further than what a lot of other people are, and that's why I think it looks so dangerous. And 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 he's had crashes in practice, but but he's uh, you can't say anything negative about his racecraft and what's happened so far racing wise. So um, like I said, you let him win this much, and he's going to figure it out. He's going to learn. He's going to get confident in his abilities. And when things aren't going well, he's going to relax more because now he has a points cushion already too. So um, yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think he's coming around. It's funny, I was looking at Peyton's door, uh, his championship title-winning number ones on his door. Dude, I helped put one of those up there, by you, the way. You did? Yep, absolutely. Um, he he doesn't have that many lately. Hill is about it. Hill. Yeah. Hill is the last one since uh, Baggett 2012, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Been a bit of a drought yeah, here I'll, for the Pro Circuit guys. I'll pull up the brown hub theory again. They've only uh, won one title on green <laughs> or blue, and now they're back on brown, and uh, <laughs> all is right in the world. It's one of the more ridiculous <laughs> series I've heard, but maybe it's right. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's all. Um, they, sometimes so, all a rider needs is a ridiculous theory. Speaking of pro circuit, uh, Alex Martin is nine ahead of Marty through two rounds. Ooh. How am I looking for this? Juicy. Uh, you know, I think you're looking better than than what I – thought you were going into the season okay um because marty didn't show up and he wasn't fastest qualifier he hasn't won a heat race yet so marty's a bit off from from what we're used to 
So this is going to be uh, this is going to be a tight one because um, I, I thought Amart did very well last week to to limit the damage, and you know he even went down in that contact with with Oldenburg. So um, I like your chances more now than I did before uh, before the, the season opener. But still think you but you still think Marty's going to do it. Um. I was I was sold like hey Marty for sure, mm-hmm. but now I'm not so I, I don't know like I said I like I like your chances more now I don't know where I don't I don't know the percentage right. breakdown okay but. do does Sexton and Cooper get a win on the East Coast through two rounds from what you've seen man you know I I'm I'm kind of friends with Chase and and last weekend bummed me out because when. Chase Chase is a closer typically, and he was in second with still half the race to go. And I honestly said to myself, and I, I thought he was going to win that race, and it didn't happen. So um, I think it can happen for sure, uh, but they're going to need something to happen to Austin at this point, maybe, or uh, which which it can happen. I mean, he's not going to win all the races, most likely. But um, yeah, I think they, man. I'll say I'll I'll say yes. I I'll say yes. Chase will win um will win one and I would put the I I would put Chase winning before Cooper winning. Do you think Cooper can win though or will get a win? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean when you when you start up front and you qualify well and and if he continues to transfer out of his heat race well, you're putting yourself in good positions and that's when things can happen. Um he could get a whole shot and he could lead for a while and and have some things go his way, and he can continue to lead and and yeah, so absolutely he can he can win one because he has the ingredients to be in the position to take advantage when it when it happens. All right, Detroit this weekend, who wins? Uh, Forkner and Cooper. Really? Okay, you're gonna keep that train rolling. Wow, confidence is scary, man. It, it is. It really is. Right. Um. <laughs> I said before at the start of the show that this is a huge weekend for Tomac. I don't know if he's got to win, but he's got to put in a fight. He's got to get on the box at least. He's got to be right in the mix. Otherwise, he's 16 down already. What do you think? Which way do you think this thing goes? Yeah, I mean, I do think it's a pivotal weekend. Um, he lost a lot last weekend, and this is this is where, you know, Cooper's won four of the last three, I think. Is that correct? Or no, he's won four of seven. But Four of seven. Um, yeah. You need to start bothering Cooper, honestly. Yeah. Um, you need to bother him in practice, I guess. Uh, you need to get starts and, and make something happen. You can't just let him run over everybody. But, um, man, I'm a big Cooper fan. I always have have been. And uh, he's uh, this is like the old school Cooper, um, confident Cooper. And, and this guy's going to be hard. He's going to be gritty and hard to deal with. So, um I don't, they might have already. They might have already let the damage be done by letting <laughs> him get to this point. Honestly, the the ride last weekend, the quad with two laps to go, the passing, the coming from seventh. That is so huge for these guys. That that was such a big win. That was such a statement win. I'm with you. The kid's got to be yeah, just on I mean, cloud nine. He's walking into Detroit um, expecting to win, knowing he's gonna win. So that's dangerous, man. And um, and he's experienced enough and has a good team around him to know that if it ain't gonna happen, he's still gonna get a, you know take a podium and get his points. But um, the confidence that he has after and the mental kind of switch, uh, you know, flip that has been switched, I think, um, in his head after winning in that fashion is yep. it's something that yeah not many people have achieved. And you know, I think certain people have on different different levels. This is actually at, you know the pinnacle of of motorcycle racing, uh, dirt bike racing. So, um, but yeah, he's he's achieved that, and, and man, that's uh, <laughs> it's going to be hard for people to stop. It it really is. It'll be it's is a great series. I I reached out to somebody close to Cooper. And I said, Hey, did KTM get a hell of a deal with this thing, this two year deal on this kid? Because you know, there's no way they're paying him what what he was making at Yamaha. And there's no way they're paying him commiserate to a guy that's won four out of seven uh, rounds. And I was told that. There is a kicker in there, uh, obviously. That if he wins, it it get his contract gets bumped up huge. So glad to see that they oh, co- yeah, covered yeah. their bases. <laughs> oh yeah, I have a good idea as to how that works or what that is. And um, if he wins this title and continues to win these races, uh, his salary will change next year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Paul. Hey, thanks for coming on ProTaper.com, everybody. Please check them out and uh, get your handlebars there, get your chains there, get your starting devices there soon. All right, thanks, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, later. Okay, see you. That's uh, Paul Parabinas from ProTaper, ProTaper.com. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Get Maxis Throw Taper Tits. Yo, I can't believe you didn't have a loading ramp. You know, I tried to buy a different one, but they wasn't on their like pro form dealios. I just thought you had every product Fly makes. I try. Right. I do. I know. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. See you next week. I was born